0: Our foster care system is shattered. And this podcast is about how we as a community can come together to bring about change. Change in the system and changing the lives of children in foster care. Hi, my name is Rob Shear. I'm the founder of a national charity called Comfort Cases. I'm an advocate for children in foster care. I'm a public speaker. I'm an author of a forever family, but most important, I'm a dad to five of the most amazing kids. Welcome, To the fostering change podcast well you know it's hard to believe here is another episode of fostering change you know i really really enjoy this um, podcast i never thought that when i first started to do a podcast that it was really my thing um but after a year we almost have done over a hundred episodes um it is so enjoyable and let me tell you what's enjoyable about it is the fact that i have learned so much I've learned so much. I believe as humans, each and every one of us are doers. And I also believe that each and every one of us have a story. And by telling that story, we never know how it's going to affect the next person. And so I'm so happy to announce my next guest. My next guest, Janet and I had an opportunity to speak not long ago about not only her network that she has, which is the JoyWorks Network, but also these amazing books that she has written. Janet, welcome to Fostering Change. Thank you rob so jana where are you located at
1: in rancho santa fe california which is at just about 20 minutes north of san diego
0: oh it's beautiful country beautiful country so you know i'd like to start out with telling a little bit about your story because when i spoke to you last time i remember i was sitting in my office and i actually had um someone in my office with me and we were just so absolutely moved by your story and let me tell you before you start what my what moved me is that i have you know as someone who's read my story and so many other kids who are who have been in the system and how many times they fall and and the majority of people stay down um what i've heard that you have gone through and you experienced but you kept getting back up and kept getting back up so tell the audience exactly how you got your joy
1: well, how I got my joy is hard to say, but that I got my joy is, is absolute. Um, I, was, I was not in the foster system as a youth. I, I had an intact family, but I had an abused, emotionally abusive mother and a physically abusive sibling. So from a young age, it was very confusing to me. You know What was going on? Was I taking it personally? Was I responsible for all of this? Um, it's a lonely place to be. And it was, it's that element of loneliness that, that I want to carry through and make sure that people that get our message don't feel alone. So growing up, I had that, you know, it was a rough situation. As they say, I felt very alone and very confused. So what did I do? This was clever. I married a person just like my mother. Thinking you that
0: know, that's I... That's something that we tend to do. We tend to do that, by the way. You know, um, I I talk very openly about that. You know, my first long relationship was somebody that was exactly like my father. Abusive, mentally, physically, because that's all I felt I deserved. Is that how you felt?
1: I felt that that was, you know, I don't know that I felt that that was all I deserved, but I felt that if I could change him, maybe I could make all of the past right again. It was, it, it made no sense. It made no sense. But I tried that, um, knowing that, knowing that this was a bad situation. Really, from the first date, but not admitting it to myself. And so, what did I do? I went ahead and had three children by this person, which was, it, it was, you know, for lack of a better word, it was crazy, right? And that didn't go well. Um, I actually had to hide the children so that I could tell him I was leaving him. Um, it, it did not go well. I ended up and paying him alimony, being home insecure, being financially very insecure because he was able to turn the system. I had put him through law school. So I had really educated this, you know, this oppressor, right? I had done the whole thing and and brought it on myself. And again, I think maybe that was that time, Rob, that I thought, well maybe I do deserve this. But I had these three kids I had to take care of. And I am a mama, a mama bear, if nothing else. I am a mama bear. So we went through some very, very, very difficult times. Um, but I've, you know, I got through it. I got through it because I kept that joy. And because at every turn of the road, I would think, wow, the birds are still singing. Or, you know, Mel Torme still sounds great, that sound on the radio. You know, holding on to those elements and not letting the darkness enshroud everything. Here's dark. Yes, it is. There's no getting around it, and I can't make it go away. I can't. There's no magic potion, but what I can do is not let it empower me. Right. And so, years um, went on. How did that from
0: your girls, though? How did you, you know, I, I, I look at the fact that you had this darkness around you. I mean, you're in, you know, um, not something that I would say is a good role model for your children when it came to a relationship, and even probably the breakup. How did you keep that from your children? And 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 by the way, your 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 kids have now grown up. They are successful. Um, how did you keep that away from them?
1: Here is here is my story. I didn't keep it away from them. Wow. I told them flat out what was going on. And in fact, the night or the afternoon that I was to tell them that their dad and I were breaking up, I sat down and had a family meeting. I mean, I called them to the table and had a family meeting and they were, I think just four, just six and just eight. So they were little tykes. And here they're sitting at the table, You know, my four-year-old can't even put his hands on top of the table, it's so high. We were sitting around the table and I told them what was going on. And I told them that I was really sorry because up till then I'd always said in, in Disney fashion, mommy and daddy are so happy and nothing's ever going to happen. And they must've been feeling the vibe because it was, it, it was a really bad situation. But when I decided to break the cycle, I sat down and told them, honestly, this is what's going on. This is not your fault. This was mommy's bad decisions. And this is, but I'm not leaving you. And what I don't want you to do is, and honest to goodness, I said this, what I don't want you to do is grow up thinking that you had something to do with this and then becoming and smoking cigarettes, drinking too much or taking drugs. And here they're four, six, and eight looking at me wide-eyed like.
0: Wow. That's a really open conversation for that age group, by the way, that is a really open conversation for that age group. So you get through this, you fast forward. Um, you know, I, have I've done my research. You be, you became a, you're a very successful real estate agent. Um, as you know, and so I, for me who is a banker and that's my background, I can tell you how hard real estate agents work. It's a seven day and, seven days a week job, 24 hours a day for your, so you're raising these three beautiful babies. You're right. you're, you're doing your career, you're having to pay the ex alimony um, and you've been able to, and you've kept that joy. Yeah. But then something else happened to you.
1: Yeah, so a few years ago, um, quite unexpectedly, I was, I had remarried thankfully, to a wonderful person. And uh, early one morning, right before New Year's, it was was a beautiful, glorious morning. And I was up early with our three rescue dogs. And two of them got into a skirmish or a kerfuffle, as as we say. And in trying to break that up, I did a backflip and landed slam on my back and broke my back in two places. And went from again, glorious morning, birds singing, you know, the sun is just glistening through the trees to being in an emergency room and a doctor saying, you broke your back. And I have, and I had always been active and doing yoga and doing everything. And the prognosis was there's a high likelihood that, that you will be not walking again. So that was back to a wheelchair which put me in the hospital and in rehab for, for a long, long time. And it was at that point in time that I really had the opportunity to dig deep and think about the fact that in everybody's world, things go wrong. And for for little kiddos, you know, it's, it's what I praise bad and sad and scary things. They happen. So let's not pretend they don't and let's not set children up to think they don't and then when they do everyone's blindsided so that's where I distilled my thinking down to the two words that are the you know the aggregate of this of the company which is joy works joy Joy, works uh,
0: I love that I absolutely love that because it's so true and I I feel so many times that we um we do not tell kids And by the way, there is a way at every age to tell a child appropriately what really is happening, you know, because then what happens is we don't raise these kids with these, you know, rose colored glasses, you know, you know, we're going to take a quick little break here, Janet, because I want to start talking about your book. So, so, so just to catch up all of our listeners, you know, here you've gone through this awful marriage, you're raising these three babies. You finally meet the man of your dreams um, and and hearing the fact that you even have rescue dogs. So that tells me what kind of human you are. Um, and then all of a sudden you break your back and you're told that you possibly could never walk again. Um, and, you know, being an active person who you were, I can't even imagine. But that that thing that you just said, that finding that joy, that joy does work, um, is what pushed you to write these books. So listen, everybody who's listening to this on your favorite podcast um, platform, whether it's Apple, Deezer, Spotify, iHeart, please do me a favor. Make sure you share it. Make sure you share it. Leave us a comment. Um, please visit us on our YouTube channel. You can actually watch the podcast this year, which is really exciting and leave a comment. If you think you'd like to be a guest or you know someone who wants to be a guest, or maybe you might have a question, please email us at fostering change at comfortcases.org and we'll be right back. This episode of Fostering Change is sponsored by Comfort Cases, a national nonprofit that is inspiring our communities to bring dignity and hope to youth in foster care. You know, for just $10 a month, you can support the Comfort Cases mission to eliminate trash bags from the foster care system. For every $10 donated, a Comfort XL duffel bag will be given to a child entering foster care. Please help us be part of the change. Go to comfortcases.org and see how you can help a child entering our foster care system. Well, we're back and we are so excited to talk more to my friend, Janet. Janet has written these amazing books. Um, And one of the things that I realized, Janet, about these books is, and it's something that I try to do as a dad. Um, I have kids that are 122 14 year olds, a 16, and now my son is 20. But what I do know is that from the time they were very young, I was always very open with them. And there are some people who have criticized me and I've received a lot of criticism about whether what I wrote in my book or whether I what I gave a speech on or the fact of just sitting down and what I told my children. And I think, again, as we talked about this before the break, is that it's age appropriate. Tell me what inspired you to write these books um, to to, you know, for me, I think that that they're such a tool for a parent.
1: Well, that's really the point is that giving parents or, or caregivers, whether they're the bio parents or not, giving people a platform to start a conversation. That's the hardest thing to do. I mean even even adult to adult sometimes it's hard to say, can we have a, can we talk about something? But if you're given a you know if you're given the book that can start the conversation, in fact, um, one of the, the gentlemen who lives in town who has three little girls and has the books stopped me a few weeks ago and said, You know, now I know when I have to talk to the girls and say something, I can sit down and say, let's read Nugget and then we're gonna have a talk. So it's kind of that, it's that easy, It's nothing's easy. It's an entree into having a conversation. And I agree with you, you know, when I I raised the kids on my own um, and I knew that they were getting a very different message on the other side when they were visiting with their bio dad. But I knew that if I stood like a lighthouse, if I stood strong, and had this same message that they would have that consistency and they would know that consistency matters. I raised them and I wanted them to know that I respected them. I respected them. It wasn't like you owe me everything. I respected them. I accepted them for who they are and I included them as being important. And that gave them a lift, an ability to think I am important. It matters to her. It's not that, I have to make her happy. So that's kind of a theme that comes that I want to portray in the, in the storytelling of the books is that they matter and that there always is a second chance, no matter what is going on, there's going to be another chance. There's going to be another tomorrow.
0: So that's why um, your books are set in um, the second chance.
1: Land of second chances.
0: Land of second chances. You know, I truly believe in that as well. I, um, I'm a firm believer that we all are given a second chance. It's on how we use that second chance. That's why I also believe in forgiveness um, because sometimes you always don't get it right the first time. And I think everybody should have um, the passion to give a second chance. Um, So I love that, that, you know, I, I say that to my kids all the time, you know, I don't ever expect you to be perfect. Um, but your dad loves you unconditionally. And I'm always going to give you a second chance. Um, so so as you're you're writing these books, um, do you feel like it was healing for you?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely healing. Because when you tell your story, then you can put things in perspective. And when, you know, the, the first book, The Nugget, the Nomad, which is Adventures of a Yoga Dog, that was really the, the narrative of, What went on when I broke my back? I mean, that's a very true story. So I was able to put the story out there and to frame it for kiddos through the eyes of Nugget, who's my littlest rescue, whose real name is Diego. He has lots of nicknames, as do all dogs. Um, But to frame what was happening, this event in a life, to frame what was happening through the eyes of a critter, and so that kids could identify with it because the very real, the truth of it is when I was in the hospital and in rehab, trying to learn to walk again, um, the, the pup had to go to different households and that was very disruptive for him. And I'm sure scary, just like it's disruptive for kiddos and scary that they had to go to different households, but to, for him to hold on to his nuggets of joy got him through the events. Wow. It wasn't what he wanted. It was of no, none of his doing that this happened, but he had to go through this and how to hold on to it. So that was healing for me because it, it was able, I was able to go back and think he was able to make a good situation because truly in each of the places that he went, he spread joy.
0: You know I love that i mean it, it's it's very much like you know kids who come into our foster care system they come in because of choices other people made, and even though you didn't make a choice to break your back um and to be in a hospital and to be in a rehab I mean that was not your choice but what it, but 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 what happened to Diego or you know to nugget um was because of something that he had not done and you know, and I think about, you know, and never am I comparing a child to, a, to an animal. But what I think, though, that the, the, the similarity is, you know, these kids have it really, really hard. And it's hard sometimes to find your joy when you've just been ripped away from your birth parents or, you know, you've gone from home to home to home to home. Um, But I think one of the things that that I have experienced with my five children and and throughout the children that I deal with in the country, throughout the country, is that what you said where that pathway for discussion, you know? And that's what I love about this. Even though Nugget, you know, like I said, Nugget brought joy everywhere. Um, it's it's it, it literally, you can take this book and open up a discussion about why do we have foster care? I mean, let's, I mean, seriously, I mean, I, I give speeches to preschoolers, kids who are in kindergarten, and I don't come in there and talk to them about, you know, kids being taken from their moms and dads. I come in there and talk about, you know, Mr. Rob has a farm and on my farm, I actually do have animals that we've rescued. And so, you know, my pig named Penelope and my ducks, <laughs> they're all rescue animals. And it's about making that forever farm, you know? Um, how many? So you've got three books out now.
1: I we have three books. We have Nugget the Nomad, Adventures of a Yoga Dog. Got to get that yoga in there because that's important. Um, Busy the Bee, which is about uh, a a compassionate way to rehome bees or you know pests rather than than an uncompassionate way to do it, and and how the bees can follow their heart, and that that brings in the whole concept of following the song, just to get along and enjoy the song. So that's Busy to Be. And then we have Harriet on the Marriott coming out about an adorable little bunny who was in foster care and how Harriet had to find her place in this world.
0: Well, Um, I actually got to see that book. um, the last And I am so excited about it. I think it's so, so important that um, people who write children's books, write children's books for everyone. Um, and not just for that small circle. And, and knowing that we have 438,000 kids in our foster care system, one of the things that I hear quite often is that there isn't any books out there. You know, my friend Kyle wrote a book not long ago and I was so excited about it because when it comes to kids books, we don't see that. So I'm, I, I love the bunny. I love the fact that you're, you're writing about it. How can people actually find you?
1: The best way to find us is on our website, which is joyworksnetworks, and it's plural, both words, joyworksnetworks.com.
0: I love that. I love that. Listen up, everybody. Uh, I I am absolutely in love with these books. Um, It would be amazing if you all would go to my friend Janet's website, purchase the books. Remember what I always say, there's no such thing as a used book. It's only a book that's been loved. So once you've gotten this book home and you have loved it and you have loved it with your kids and you've read it and you've read it and you've read it, then what I want you to do is send it to Comfort Cases or maybe even buy two books. Send one to Comfort Cases and have one in your home. You know, we all have an opportunity to do, and I really believe that, and I believe that we all want to do. And I truly know that if we educate a child's mind, even from a young age, we educate our future. Not just theirs, our future, because the kids of today are our future for tomorrow. So, Janet, is there any last words you'd like to tell everybody?
1: I just think the world of what you're doing. I read your book. I encourage everyone to read your book. It's, a, it's so inspiring and uplifting. Um, I thank you so much for what you are doing. And Joyworks Networks would like to make a bulk um, donation to Comfort Cases so we can be talking about that off air.
0: Oh, my gosh, that's so amazing. You know, that's, you know, being a 96% volunteer ran charity. That's so, so awesome. Thank you. I wasn't expecting that whatsoever. You know, um, listen, I'm just glad you're in my my world. And, you know, the fact this isn't going to be the last time that we're going to get together. And when your new book comes out, please, please promise me that you'll come back. And we'll really, really want to talk about, you know, the, your new book, because I'm so, so excited about it. When do you think that book will be finished? Finished.
1: In the next couple of weeks, it should be printed. Nice, nice.
0: Okay, listen, guys. In the next couple of weeks, and and, and her name's Harriet, correct? Harriet. You know, Harriet the Harriet the Bunny is going to be available. Um, you know what? I, I say this quite often. We all have an opportunity to be part of the change. Find your joy. You know, we all have that joy inside of us, that grit that we can pull out. And I just know that if we lift each other up we stand taller, you know? So Janet, thank you so much. Listen, everybody, whether you're listening to us on iHeart or on Apple or whatever your favorite podcast platform is, do us a big favor, share, share, leave a comment. Please go to our YouTube channel at Comfort Cases and subscribe, you know, tell us what you think. We'd love to hear you. Constructive criticism is the best criticism you can ever get, my friends. It makes us stronger. I hope today you all go out and you find your joy. Have a good day, everybody. I would like to thank all of you for listening to the Fostering Change podcast. You can subscribe on all of your favorite podcast streaming platforms, including Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. Make sure you follow Comfort Cases on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, youtube and twitter at comfort cases check out the fostering change blog at comfortcases.org. and i know some of you have a question and i know some of you would love to be a guest please personally reach out to me at fosteringchange@comfortcases.org. that's fosteringchange@comfortcases.org. then do me a big favor please Help spread the word. Share this podcast. Share it with your friends and your family. Remember, I say this quite often, we're all part of the same community, and that community, it's not our zip code, but our human race. Let's all make a difference.